0: What's happening, we'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. My good friend David Wiley from the OZ joining me as usual. You can find them at okanaganz.com slash OZ. Get them on Twitter at OkanaganZ and at Writer. Uh, David, welcome back to the show. Uh, how are you during this bizarre time of self-isolation?
1: Hello, hello. As always, good to talk to you. Uh, you know, I- I'm pretty decent. Everyone in my household uh, at the moment seems healthy, and yet we're uh, we are actually isolating, spending some time inside, uh, and getting real good at Fortnite.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, the the one thing uh, I spoke to um, uh, former uh, Edmonton Oiler Rob Shrimp yesterday on one of my other podcasts, Sports and More, and he said, uh, you know, this is giving us family time that we wouldn't have had before. So I guess uh, to find a silver lining is important uh, during this time. And um, one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to brighten somebody's day. We're giving away a, a PAX era courtesy of plant life. Really excited about that. And we're doing it through our cannabis question of, do you name your accessories? Cause I name everything, like pretty much every cannabis accessory I own has a name. So do you, do you name any of your accessories or will you start if you don't?
1: I don't give them any specific names. I, I have a crafty and a mighty, and that's generally what I call them. I don't think that I could actually improve on those names. Um, uh, so now that you mention it, maybe maybe I'll give them some alliterative names in the future, like uh, Mighty Mike and Crafty
0: Cam. I like it. Alliteration is fun no matter what you are doing. It's uh, it's one of my uh, favorite things. Uh, one of our listeners said he names uh, his bong LeBong James. So uh, we're, we're getting some uh, interesting things. Uh, bong Marley was one uh, that uh, it was a bong with several different whips on it and and they look like dread so i like the bong marley (laughs) one as well so uh, keep those uh, for the listeners and viewers keep those coming in and uh, you could be eligible for the great prize pack uh, courtesy of plant life Uh, all right uh, david let's uh, chat a little bit about uh, uh, a few of the stories and let's start with um, the cannabis industry um, making it well known that we want to be part of this support package for businesses in our country. Um, we don't want any special treatment, but we just want equality when it comes to support from the federal government.
1: A whole bunch of cannabis companies have signed this uh, this letter that you mentioned. It's, it's signed... Uh and headed over to two high-profile ministers. You got the Minister of Finance, uh, Mr. William Morneau, and the Minister of Innovation, at Science, and Industry, Mr. Deep Baines. They're going to be on, or have been on, the receiving end of this letter. And the argument here is that the cannabis industry faces uh, what's being called economic stigmatization. Uh, and basically, they're called, we're, we're all calling on the federal government for immediate aid uh, in the midst of this pandemic. other businesses have gotten it uh, this isn't this isn't a request for special treatment like you said this is uh, this is just we're asking for help for an industry that that basically added a cumulative total of eight billion dollars to the Canadian GDP over the course of the last year and uh, these, these stimulus measures would help and support an industry um, that's facing tough times like every other industry right now. Um, we have challenges with employees, uh, we have challenges with keeping a business going and at the same time making sure that we're respecting, um, that there is a sickness going on that we're trying to protect families and workers. And this is, this is a place where the, the government, uh, you know, we, we're reliant right now on our government to make sure that our economy can continue to move forward. And that once this, uh, once this is done, once we're, we've moved on with our lives, the people have jobs to go back to. And, you know, can, our, our cannabis industry has been weathering, as, the leather, as this letter notes, a lot of shocks in the past six months. We've seen challenges, including the loss of over 2,000 well-paying jobs in the sector. And uh, we need to make sure that these companies have access to capital uh, and access to credit to make sure that we can weather the storm.
0: It's so important and uh, I, you know, I'm proud to have my signature uh, as part of the more than 70 uh, different uh, people from around the cannabis industry that also put their names on that letter. Big thanks to John Carl for the Al- from the Alberta Cannabis Council for uh, uh, giving me a heads up because I want that support and and, and you're right. It's just uh, equal uh, treatment. And, you know, here's why, uh, one of the big reasons why I think that the cannabis industry should be involved in that other than the, uh, 8 billion reasons that uh, you had mentioned, but in a lot of places, (laughs) cannabis is being considered, uh, essential and one of the essential needs for people to, to stay open. So, uh, if it's being deemed essential in a lot of places shouldn't be a, be included in the uh, the stimulus package? Like that just, if it's essential in a lot of places, that means it's important to the community.
1: It does. And this means equal and fair access to funding through federal agencies like EDC or BDC. Um, you know, the, the BDC basically said that cannabis industries don't qualify for any help at this point in time, which I find to, to just be insane. This is a legal industry And it serves not only recreational customers, but we're talking about medical patients. We're talking about people who need cannabis in order to ease their pain, to increase their appetite. I mean, we've said it again and again, but it's really important for people to understand. Think about cancer patients, for example. Cancer patients are very much helped by the medical cannabis. It helps them to lead uh, at least a somewhat normal life to eat properly, to get the rest that they need, and to even deal with some of the anxieties that come with this kind of an illness. And we want to make sure that the companies who are providing that help to them can continue on.
0: You're right. Cannabis patients rely on the plant, uh, whether it's uh, appetite stimulation, whether it's to help with nausea. Um, You know, it's the effects of chemotherapy is uh, a lot of what uh, you know from the cancer patients, and you know, my wife is one twice. Um, uh, My mother was had cancer, so I know what chemotherapy can do to the body and. Cannabis can really help with with a lot of that. So there's a lot of people that might, if you uh, if you get rid of the cannabis industry, will have to go to the black market, which we all know uh, is dangerous. Now, the good thing, David, for a lot of those uh, people that I just talked about is that a lot of cannabis stores are staying open. Uh, we chatted last week about some of them deciding to close. The ones that are opening or that are staying open right now, uh, first of all, they're taking a lot of precautions, but they're seeing a real buzz in sales.
1: They are. There's a there's a large amount of sales that are happening. Um, BDS Analytics, which is specializes in cannabis market and trends reports, they recently held a webinar to present some of the data that they've collected from retail stores throughout Canada and the U.S. And there were some some really interesting trends that they noted. Um, one of them is that flour is just flying off the shelves. Uh, people are stocking up on good old-fashioned bud. They are uh, choosing strains generally that are really high in CBD, and that's not something that we saw initially in legalization. The high THC strains um, were the big sellers, and now it seems like people seem to be turning to the high CBD strains um, to deal with some of the anxieties that they're facing in these troubled times. And cannabis retailers uh, tailors across North America are saying that they're determined to keep their doors open. Um, you know, they they say we're here to stay, basically, and to the best of their ability, they're going to keep the doors open. That means in some cases, I've heard of, of some chains putting up uh, barriers, almost like you're starting to see in grocery stores to keep their frontline employees protected. There's a lot of extra sanitization that's happening. Now, the the BDS is, has noted that the supply chain is strong, so there's not a, a shortage in product as far as cannabis is concerned. But one of the one of the stressors that they're facing is that they can't get enough cleaning products, or in some cases, one of the retailers noted that they couldn't get enough coffee. So I'm sure that we can all uh, absolutely understand that need. Um, well, basically, going forward. There's a lot of optimism based on the fact that Ontario, for example, is designated cannabis retail and production to be essential. That's following the lead of other jurisdictions that include San Francisco and Los Angeles. Uh, so that's going to be really important going forward. And it sets the tone as the municipalities across the country really are grappling with those similar questions. And the BDS and a lot of us, of course, are hoping that municipalities and uh, provinces, uh, all the different jurisdictions are going to see the need to uh, to make these uh, essential businesses. Um, as far as other things, I mean, some of the retailers have characterized this time as being as busy or busier than 420. Hmm. And they're ex- starting to experience uh, staffing shortages as this pandemic unfolds. Um, you know, some, some employees uh, may just have a fear of being out and trying to take care of the safety of their families. Some employees are are falling ill, um, whether it's COVID or whether it's flu or cold, whatever it is. The precaution is to stay home if you're feeling sick. Um, but so far, uh, retailers are saying that they've been able to cover those gaps by assigning uh, more hours to the remaining staff. Though so BDS is noting that if uh, if staffing does start to become tighter, that could become a constraint with stores. I have heard of a few that have closed. Because the employees gotten sick and they just don't have the staffing there uh, to keep on going.
0: Yeah, that uh, that is the case uh, in in some uh, stores in this area. And yeah, th- those are the only two things that I think will prevent stores from staying open. Is you know if they don't have enough staff, and and then the other thing on the the production side is. Uh, you know, a lot of the tubs and different things, the packaging comes from China. So Mm -hmm. um, we have to be a little bit worried about that, uh, depending on how long this goes. I don't think there's an immediate concern, but depending on how long this takes to run its course and and what is going on in China, uh, that's kind of the the only reason that uh, you would see any of the stores close. And I've been in uh, a couple of them um, uh, to uh, pick up a couple of things lately, and uh, they're, they're taking extraordinary precautions. Um, Fire and Flower has gone to uh, pick up uh, the, the fast lane basically only, so you can only, you order online, you get there, you pay, hopefully with tap, no cash, um, I've even heard of some stores like closing up the, uh, the magnetic strip area. So it's only tap that you can use. So they are taking extraordinary precautions to keep the customers and particularly the staff safe, uh, because you just don't know who is walking through that door and where they've been right now. Mm-hmm.
1: We're starting to see other trends develop too. ordering ahead is starting to become quite popular. Um, a lot of retailers would really like the option to have delivery. Yes, um, that'll keep people in their homes and I think that that's something that uh, that would be great to see a, a quick acting federal law to allow that across the country especially as more jurisdictions deem this to be essential there were some interesting notes too about just consumer habits and BDS is saying that generally people consume in the evening um, but being locked down inside all day we're starting to see a little bit more consumption through the day uh, people are spending a lot more time alone in their homes and that, uh, that does create a bit of an uptick in, uh, in cannabis consumption. And overall, people are feeling anxious about the future. Um, they're alone. They, they can't go to the gym or do other things that they might do to relax. So we are seeing uh, an increase in consumption and a, a demand for more product. Um, so what you're seeing at the store level is, yeah, people are buying more flour and they are buying it in larger formats.
0: Well, and this is why I think delivery makes sense right now. One of the fastest growing demographics in the cannabis industry is seniors. Like you, you talk to a lot of people at different companies and seniors are starting to really get into cannabis for uh, whatever reason. Who are the, uh, you know, the, the most impacted and, and for, you know, we, we fear the most for right now with COVID-19 is the senior population. So they're definitely not going to want to go out uh, to get their cannabis. So that's why I think delivery makes such a uh, sense right now for that demographic of uh, the the cannabis consumer.
1: Absolutely, I 100% agree with that.
0: So hopefully that happens uh, like you said across the country. And uh, while the, uh, the the cannabis Uh, industry uh, as we mentioned um, you know especially some retail stores are um, you know creating a lot of sales right now they're also giving back to uh, frontline workers Uh, the the medical staff are facing the worst of the worst of this virus on a daily basis and the cannabis industry has a lot of uh, safety gear you might call it and they're giving it to frontline workers right now a few different companies aren't they
1: and we're so happy to see that. That, that kind of generosity is, is really needed right now. A lot of us in our everyday lives, we've seen the runs on things that we need every day. Toilet paper went real fast for some reason or other. Uh, hand sanitizer, canned goods. You know, my neck of the woods, one couple even went so far as to buy out the entire meat section at a local grocery oh store. We've done for others. So that kind of selfishness and hoarding right now, is unfortunately a fact of life, and from from my point of view, the run on face masks has been one of the most distressing developments that I've seen. It's leaving our frontline healthcare workers, those people who are who are treating your grandma, your grandpa, you know, young people who are are in ICU um, because of COVID, they're lacking protection because there's just unfortunately there's not enough personal protective gear to go around. So, you know, enter the heroes that the cannabis industry really needs right now. And drawing from their own supply, we've seen several major cannabis producers, including Canopy Growth uh, and Hexo, they're providing hospitals with personal protective equipment, and um, including face masks, gloves, and body suits, um, from whatever they have in their surplus supply. Uh, so basically, this is the same kind of equipment that these licensed producers need to don Um, when they're going into growing rooms to ensure a sterile environment and prevent contamination. And uh, at the moment, some of them have a little bit of extra uh, at a point where we're actually seeing some hospitals, if you can believe it, reusing protective gear Hmm.
0: uh, because
1: they just don't have it. That's not an ideal situation. Uh, We we talked a a little while ago about canopy growth closing. uh, It's two massive greenhouses in D.C., and perhaps the silver lining to that shutdown is that the the companies noted that they've been able to donate thousands of gloves and Tyvek suits and masks
0: from those
1: facilities to the frontline healthcare workers who need it. Uh, Hexo says it's donated about 150 N95 face masks to paramedic services in Quebec. Uh, And BNN Bloomberg uh, says that in its reporting, it's heard from other cannabis producers that are in the process of donating these supplies to Unfortunately, it's not across the board. Um, cannabis companies do also need this gear. And like we talked about a little bit earlier, these are essential services. Uh, so some companies like Aurora, Organogram, Tilray, um, they just don't have the stock to donate. Um, but we're seeing other businesses, other companies now, too, that are starting to uh, mass produce masks and protective equipment. Um, Bauer, for example, is, is getting into the game. Uh, and they're starting to create some PPE uh, and other companies too, like Tesla and, uh, and Apple are manufacturing and donating uh, some equipment that they have uh, surplus on.
0: Well, and that's the, the the great thing that you can find uh, during this. I mean, I mean, you can go on. And see the people on the beach that are ignoring this or having coronavirus parties and and just being ridiculous people, um, or the people that uh, think this is a made up uh, event. Uh, so you can you can find all that if you want, uh, but you can also find the stories of, of people giving back and the uh, you know the 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 Broadway seamstresses that are out of work right now that are saying we'll make whatever we'll sew whatever equipment we'll go we'll do this and. Uh, the companies that have 3D printers uh, pitching in and and the cannabis industry uh, is no different. Um, We all want to be friendly in the cannabis industry in general and uh, I'm not surprised that uh, certain companies have pitched in to try to help out. And and that, like I said, is the one thing that you can find during this that, that at least maybe can put a smile on your face or make you be proud that you're in this industry.
1: Absolutely. And to circle back to what we first talked about, You know, these businesses are essential and these businesses do deserve and do need federal aid in order to continue to do the good work that they're doing.
0: Well said, David. Uh, Thanks as always uh, for joining me. Um, I look forward to hearing more names of your accessories uh, in the future. And uh, (laughs) uh, first and foremost, uh, stay well and stay healthy to you and your family. Thanks as always, David.
1: Thank you.